evening, everybody. Mark Abrams here, Philadelphia. We are on the eve of the biggest fight of the year. Tiafima Lopez and Vasily Lomachenko, Vasily Lomachenko get get it on tomorrow night at the MGM Grand in Las Vegas, live on ESPN. I got some of the greatest minds in the sport to help break it down. I got famed trainer, trainer of champion Stephen Breadman Edwards, who you can also read his stuff on BoxingScene.com. I got Norm Fraunheim, long time, long time, 45, 50 year writer, uh, the, the Phoenix Papers, all kinds of websites. He's been ringside for all the big fights. I got Adam Abramowitz, SaturdayNightBoxing.com. You can, you can read all of his opinions on Twitter at SN Boxing. He's a, he's opinions on everything, and I'm sure he won't be short on those tonight. And finally, a longtime writer for Ring Magazine and also Ring RingTV.com, Joe Santaliquito is also. President of the Boxing Writers Association of America. Uh, guys, I guess we'll, we'll start with the first question. I'll start with Joe. Uh, we're on the eve of this big fight. Um, when I say Lomachenko and Lopez, and you've written extensively this week about the fight, what comes to mind? Uh, a great fight. Uh, I, remember, I remember as a kid uh, waiting for uh, the, uh, the radio version of uh, Leonard Durand from Montreal. And this is uh, this is a lot like that that kind of anticipation. I I feel like uh, like a kid uh, on, on on Christmas Eve, you know, waiting for a fight like this. Uh, you know, you, you, I'm an adult now. Well, well, I'm an adult. I don't act like it. But <laughs> I, um, and now you get I, I get to be part of this to a point. Uh, I had some rare time with Lopez for about five or six hours up at his camp. Um, very recently, and I had a chance to spend some time with him and uh, see what he does and see how he functions and see how his camp works and see how he works in his camp. And it was, uh, it was a special time. It was a special moment. And, hold, uh, hold that thought right there. I want to get to that in a minute. I want to get everyone else's opening thoughts. Uh, Stephen, uh, you know, we're on the eve of this fight. I, I, if I say to you, uh, Lomachenko and Lopez are getting on in the next 24 hours, what comes to mind? I think Stephen, uh, can you guys hear me? Yes. Okay. I think this is a huge. We can hear you. I think this is a huge fight. Uh, It's one. I I I can't think of five lightweight fights that's been as big as this fight in the last thirty years. This is. I don't think people realize. Well, a lot of times we get our super fights. Um, you know, a welterweight or middleweight or heavyweight. But this is a really big fight for the lightweight division. Uh, I can't think of a fight in recent years that's been as big as this fight in this division. Um, I think it's a great fight. You got a technician versus puncher, young guy versus seasoned guy. You got all of the contrast, the personalities and styles, two fathers in the corner. And um, unlike what a lot of people are saying, I think uh, that it's a toss-up. I think either guy has a chance of winning. Uh, Adam, same question to you. You know, I was asked earlier this week, they said, would it be better for boxing if Lopez, the younger guy, wins, you know, or Lomachenko to submit his legacy? And my answer to that is it would be better for boxing if the guy who's supposed to win actually wins. So I think it's a great story. If Lomachenko wins, he's proven uh, to be – he already is one of the best in boxing, but this is one of his best wins of his career – and if Lopez wins, this catapults him into stardom. And we have a, another 
exciting young American fighter on the horizon. So um, I think it's great for boxing, and I'm really excited it's happening. And um, there's a lot of reasons why a fight like this could have been canceled because of COVID and the pandemic, and I'm really glad that all the parties found a way to uh, make it happen. And Norm, how about yourself? He, um, Joe mentioned Leonard Duran. You probably covered that fight probably back in 1980, 81. Uh, does this fight draw comparisons? Anything that you've covered in the past, you know, 45 years or so? Yeah, it's. A, I mean, it's a great fight, and you know, at any time, I, I, it's. Uh, it's great. It's like Adam said, it's great for boxing, but I think it's great for everybody, given all the garbage that we have had, have had, had. And finally, we get we have something that we can really look forward to. I'll be very curious to see what the numbers are on the ESPN telecast. Uh, I don't know where they'll be. I know that you know I, I'm an NBA fan. I was covering the NBA when when you mentioned that that first then during that Leonard Duran uh, thing. So I I watched that from wherever I was at the time. But I sense the same kind of anticipation. But I also get the the feeling that. People just want to see a classic. They want to, you know, this is a relief. It's taking our minds off all the garbage that's going on. You can watch it from home. That's kind of old school the way, you know, a lot of us did. I think there's that element as well. Um, I just hope for a great crowd. I really, really believe it'll be, it, 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 by, by, on paper, it should be a classic. I expect Lomachenko to be on his butt in the, in the, in, in the first few rounds, but I expect him to get up, you know, all of the attention on his brilliant skill set and tactician and stuff. Sometimes we forget how tough the guy really is, and he did prove that against Lenaris. So that's another element that makes this fight really intriguing to me. All right. Um, uh, first, I want to break down some X's and O's. And, you know, who better to ask X's and O's than we have, than we have a world championship trainer? Stephen, if you're uh, in the corner of uh, – Tiafimo Lopez on the eve of this fight. What, what, what's the game plan? I think Lopez has to keep Loma in front of him. Loma has a way of getting off to the side and behind the lead shoulder of uh, right-handed fighters, and he keeps turning them all night long. And um, his punches look like they don't hurt, but they do. They have a major effect on his opponents. It's accumulation of them. He's a really good body puncher, and he kind of like, you know, stabs you constantly you know it gives you a thousand deaths with uh small little cuts and um so i think that lopez has to keep loma in front of him i think he has to find a way to break his rhythm and i think that he has to be very very calm and show composure in this fight you know if he loses a round or two or three if if loma's doing really well he can't start forcing things and 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 acting immature he has to be very mature in this fight and um, I think that a lot of it's going to have to come. It's going to come down to can he handle the adversity of Loma winning rounds and maybe even embarrass him a little bit because Loma is a special kind of athlete and guys like him, they can humiliate you a little bit with some of the things that they do. And Lopez has to understand that he's still in the fight. He's still a big puncher and, and, and rounds are only score individually. So even if Loma kicks his butt and embarrasses him in the first or second round, it's just one round, it's just a 10-9 round. He has to keep moving on. And um, I think he will. I actually think that the kid has put himself out there so bad and so much with him and his dad running their mouths. I think he's going to fight a hell of a fight. I think, I, I think that if he doesn't fight, at least perform really well, 
you know, he, he, he I don't know if he can recover from it. So I think that he's going to actually fight really well. But, you know, he has to keep the guy in front of him. Nobody can keep Loma in front of him. And that's that's a huge issue. I know, Adam, you, you're a guy, I, you know, if you follow your Twitter feed during the fights, you like to, you know, you you, you, you like to break it down a little bit, X's and O's. And tell, if you want to expound on what Steve said, you agree with Steve or, or you want to add to it? Well, uh, just a different point. Uh, I don't disagree with anything Steven said, but my sense of it is uh, Lomachenko can be a little bit of a slow starter at times. And Teofimo Lopez, I think, cannot afford a feel-out round or two. I think he needs to go for it. Uh, I think, like many great boxers, whether it's Floyd Mayweather, Bernard Hopkins, they take a few rounds, they see what's in front of them, they make adjustments, and then they really dominate the second half of the fight. And that leads opportunities at the beginning. So I think Lopez, um, Lomachenko, Lopez does throw shots, very explosive punches from odd angles. I think he needs to go for it. Um, and, and I think he really needs to land something big in the first couple rounds. Um, you know, if he's tentative or hesitant, I think he's already kind of lost that battle for many. You know, I, I think he needs to, sh to take a shot. And, and kind of what Norm said uh, earlier in terms of if he gets him down, if he gets him down, I think he needs to press on the gas. Um, I've gone through Lomachenko's record, and the number of rounds that he lost in the second half of fights is like, you know, it, you can count on one hand. Uh, he just doesn't lose in the second half. And it's, it's like he's vulnerable against Salido in the first half. He looked kind of, it, you know, walking through the motions a little bit against Pedraza. Luke Campbell had some moments. And then he figures it out. I think you have to go for Lopez. Start quickly. Put your foot in the gas. Throw some of your big shots. I like his right hand that has a little loop to it. I like his left hook. Um, I think he needs to put his power shots together and go for it. Joe, without giving much away, you mentioned that you spent a day in the campground. It was only one day of eight weeks. What, what did you pick up, you know, that you could, you know, share with the audience out there when you spent a day in the camp with, uh, with the Tiafima Lopez uh, crew? He was incredibly relaxed. He was very, very relaxed, very easygoing, incredibly approachable, uh, very relaxed. I mean, I think the only thing that bothered him was there was an ESPN crew there uh, and I got there at around 8.30 or 9 o'clock that morning, and he had already done like an hour and a half to two hours with them and then did another – he was supposed to do 40 minutes or 20 minutes with a, uh, a Mexican uh, sports talk station. He wound up doing 40 minutes with them, and then he wound up doing close to an hour with me, and I didn't even want an hour. I was just like, you know, hey, listen, give me whatever time you can give me, and I'll be grateful for that. And he wanted to talk to me and talk to me and talk to me and talk to me. I'm like, whoa. Um, but I got a lot of good, a lot of good material. Uh, the sense that I got was that uh, he's very, very confident. And the sense that I got was he's, he's been very relaxed. And, and I think we all saw that, too, on Wednesday night during the final press conference when uh, you see a, a beaming Lomachenko uh, sitting in one chair. And you see a pretty smiling very low-keyed, very relaxed uh, Teofimo Lopez in the other chair. And, and that kind of struck me a little bit. Um, he thinks, I think that the feeling in the Lopez camp is that we are, we're, we're the bigger team physically. They, and, and, and he is. He's, he's going to be the bigger fighter tomorrow night. He's going to be anywhere between maybe six to eight pounds heavier than I think Lomachenko. Uh, I also firmly believe that he believes I hit him the way Linares hit him. He's going to go down, and I, and I see and understand what uh, what Steve said uh, earlier. Uh, you know, you, and Steve was part of my expert 
one of my group of experts that I spoke to for one of the stories I did for Ring in terms of different fighters psychologically get ready uh, in different ways. So you can't really pin the Linares fight completely on, uh, on, on Lomachenko and what happened in the Linares fight. But I, I will say this, though. Um, and Steve Forhood brought up something interesting. He's, you know, he has to – Lomachenko has to watch himself with the exchanges. You know, he's a guy that likes to come in and come out. Lo, uh, Lopez has very, very good timing. And that's where I see and could see Lopez nailing him with a left hook and putting Lomachenko in very, very serious trouble. Uh, I think I believe both Steve uh, Forhood and both Steve uh, Edwards uh, told me that um, the feeling is um, it won't be stopped. This fight won't be stopped on one punch. This stop, the, the fight, the stoppage would come obviously with the accumulation of punches where, where someone's going to be seriously hurt. And out of the two of them, the, the guy that's most likely going to be hurt, uh, where it's going to be a stoppage, is going to be Lomachenko. And I can see that happening. I can very well see that happening. Norma, Norma, what do you expect early in the fight? No, I, I'm sorry, I couldn't hear you, Gary. What do you expect early, uh, you know, maybe the first two, three rounds? Well, I mean, I, I like what Adam said. I think, uh, I, I think that actually might surprise Lopez a little bit, too, because I think that, you know, conventional wisdom might be that, that, that that uh, uh, Lomachenko will will try to just keep him off for, for for as long as he can and take him into the the final six rounds and win it that way. That would I think that would surprise uh, Lopez. Might break his rhythm. Uh, I think that's a real solid tactic. Uh, I just think that what 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 I I love the fight because I think both fighters are very smart. That their boxing IQs are extremely high. Um, and there will be some adversity, and I, I agree with Joe, but I still remember Lomachenko winning, beating Linares with a body punch, and he, he breaks you down if you if you let him if if you let him take you into the into the over the last six rounds. I could see him doing something like that again, but that said, I do I do think that he knows he has to respect uh, Lopez's power. And uh, if he goes at him fast, that might that 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 might place some second thoughts in the back of uh, Teofimo's mind. It might break his rhythm really good. So that's a good one. Okay, my next my next question. I guess we'll start with Adam with this one. Fill in the blank. A win does blank for the winner, whether it's low. I mean, if you want to take one or both guys, what do you think in terms of whether it's legacy or? in terms of putting them up in a certain status? What does a win do for the winner? I mean, Lomachenko's already elite. So, you know, it's like you can't – is he more elite? He, he's he, If he wins, he's, you know, everybody's first or second best fighter in boxing, and he's everybody's – you know, he, he's one of four right now who has a claim to be the top. So, listen, I, I, I think he has a very strong Hall of Fame case already. I, I think – this would probably be his best or second best win of his career. Uh, I think this is an era-defining win for whoever. Um, I think it's a very important moment in Loma's career. Uh, for Lopez, you know, he becomes a, a pay-per-view star. You know, he's from New York. He's brash. He has Devin Haney. He has Tank Davis. He has all sorts of Ryan Garcia. He has a whole slew of amazing opponents in the next few years, and this becomes a springboard. Uh, for the type of stardom that 
we all want to see in terms of American fighters, you know, break into that next level, but he has to earn it. You know, he, both of these guys have to earn it. Um, I don't like the, the talk that, you know, Lomachenko's on the slide or he's had shoulder injuries. Uh, I mean, I think that plays both ways. You get a guy who's been fighting his whole life and you finally get him a year off, you know, he might be pretty healthy after a while. I mean, I know he's going to be in shape. So uh, I don't want to I don't want to hear any of that second guessing. I think both these the fights happening at the right time. Both are close or close enough to their peaks. And the wind does great things for whoever uh, is able to get it. Stephen, let me ask you this. If one of these guys wins decisively and we're, you know, 26 hours from now talking about, you know, wow, what, what a great performance. Is, does the winner become a legitimate pay-per-view star uh, in the sport? Well, I already think that Lomachenko is. I think he's a star. I think he's um, – Is he a pay-per-view star? That's the question I ask. Um. Because obviously outside of Canelo and obviously with Wilder and Fury, I think they helped each other. Neither of them have done huge numbers on their own. We're looking for that next guy maybe outside of Canelo. I I know what you're saying. Obviously, you got to have a dance partner, you know, um, especially in boxing. Have we had a big pay-per-view star that was, uh, you know, one of the Eastern Bloc fighters? I mean, that's hard. Uh, I think this fight would have did well if they decided to put it on pay-per-view. Um, but yes, to answer you directly, yes, I think that if uh, either guy wins, um, they're they're huge. Their stock goes up. They can demand huge money um, for 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 their next fights. Uh, you know, uh, Lopez has the New York media behind him. He's younger, so his career will obviously go longer. Um, I think that Loma is a Hall of Famer now. Uh, if he wins this fight, I think, I mean, that just cements it, you know, then he will be working towards all-time great status. Uh, this is a huge fight. I, honestly, I was sitting down thinking about big lightweight fights, you know, and like maybe Boyd and Castillo, Oscar and um, Gennaro Des, but we're talking about 20 and 25 years ago. I mean, this is a huge fight for 135 pounds. It really is. I don't think people realize how big of a fight this is for this division. We have not had many fights for this particular division in, in the last few years that have been this big. Uh, uh, Rosario Chavez, that's that's the level that this fight is on. You know what I mean? This is a hardcore dream, and the winner goes over to the casuals. And and Norma, obviously being in Phoenix, you cut co- you covered some of those fights. Obviously, with a lot of the uh, you know uh, you're in a heavy populated Mexican area in in, in Arizona. He mentioned Chavez and and some of those other guys. I mean, w- w- where do you see? It? I mean, in terms of what Steve just said. Well, I mean, in this in this town, throughout the Southwest, it's a big big fight, and, and the preponderance of people are picking Lopez. Uh, for obvious reasons, uh, but from what I'm hearing, people are going to want this fight. But this is an area that likes the, the fighters in those 135 all the way down. You know, it's the home of Michael Carver. Uh But uh, you know, in terms of legacy, uh, there's no doubt that that Lomachenko already has his legacy. You could argue that he cemented his legacy when he went 397 and one as an amateur, you know, won two Olympic medal, gold medals. That's just astonishing. Uh, 
and I think it's a springboard for, for Lopez. And I think it's a springboard for him, even if it's a close fight and he loses. Uh, you know, there's going to be some argument, I guess, about the pay-per-view thing. Arguably, this by the names and the interest of, that you're getting from boxing fans, maybe you could, you could put this on pay-per-view, but I'm glad it's not because we don't know where boxing is at this point. Uh, I don't know what the numbers will be tomorrow. I hope they're big. I hope, you know, there's two-plus million that watch the ESPN telecast. And then I hope, I actually hope it's such a classic that they have a rematch. Then you've got a different partner and both fighters kind of, and the business. Um, Joe, uh, what are your thoughts in terms of where this fight ranks? You know, you know, maybe in the past 10 to 15 years, Joe, uh, Stephen just said how, you know, big this fight really is for the lightweight division. <laughs> it is. It's up there. Uh, it makes, it makes Lopez. If Lopez wins, this makes him. If Lopez wins, and Lopez is in a no-lose situation, and what I mean by that is this: if he loses, he gains. And 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 Steve Steve Edwards would relate to this. He he gains in the sense that he's going to be taught so much tomorrow night that it's never going to leave him. He's going to be he's going to be taught so much that um, he's going to be in a great spot where the next time he faces a Lomachenko or a fighter like Lomachenko, he's going to be that much better for it. Um, uh, and he wins, obviously, if he wins. So it's a win-win for him. Uh, Lomachenko, good for him that he took this fight. Uh, that he's, he's he is. This is a a very much a risk, incredibly high risk, some reward uh, with it. Um, but he's 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 the one taking the risk here because again, obviously, if he loses, well, he loses. I, I do know Lomachenko has a rematch clause in his contract if he does lose. Uh, and again, what we were saying about dance partners, well, he's certainly going to have another one, you know, for at least another two fights. And it's something that hopefully we're going to see a great fight tomorrow night. I got a good feeling that we are. And hopefully it is something that, um, you know, that builds up and, and, and attracts some people that normally wouldn't watch the sport. For me, that's kind of the thing. For me, you know, it's going to be coming off of, I think, what's the, it's, is it now Texas A&M, Mississippi State? What's I thought maybe Georgia, Alabama. I don't know. Georgia, Alabama is on the same time. Georgia, Alabama is on ABC, and that begins at 8. Yeah. Uh, LSU in Florida was supposed to precede this on ESPN. That's been canceled for the COVID. Right. The Florida players testing positive for COVID. And now you have uh, a situation here. I, I, I think it's Texas A&M and Mississippi State leading into the 7.30 Eastern time start for this fight. And hopefully it's going to draw some people. We're going to watch anyway. I mean, we're, we're boxing nuts. We're boxing junkies. We're, it's part of us. Um, but what I hope it does is, is, is that little kid, you know, 9, 10, 11 years old who's watching the football game with dad. And suddenly, you know, hey, let, let me watch this for a minute. You know, I just remember all of us probably, we all had favorite fighters growing up as kids. Uh, kids today don't have favorite fighters. Uh, kids, I mean, they, they, they pay attention to uh, uh, esports. They pay attention to uh, football and basketball, uh, and, and 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 sports like boxing need as much growth as as they can get its hands on. And this is this is a growth move tomorrow night. And, and I'm hoping uh, it, it gets good numbers. I'm 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 going to I'm hoping it gets over two million hits. I'm, I'm hoping it gets uh, that kind of those kind of figures. Um, I can tell 
uh, uh, on the down low, I can't reveal them, but I mean, some of the stuff that, that, that I've personally done have gotten a, a, immense numbers. I mean, numbers that I really even wouldn't expect myself. Um, in terms of the curiosity and in terms of um, the attention and uh, in terms of what people think of this fight. And, and, and that to me, that to me says something, but again, it's, it's for ring it's ringtv.com. These are boxing people that are expected. To, they, they, this is where they go or where they want to go for boxing anyway. Um, so that's that's my hope is that this has some crossover appeal. It, it's certainly it's certainly a fight fans fight, uh, and hopefully it's the kind of fight that's going to introduce a lot of uh, a lot of it's going to create a lot of young fans. Adam, I, I, I was going to want to ask you. I mean, based you know, just piggybacking off what, what Joe said. What can this fight do for the sport of boxing? And what, what, and do you think it, it has that potential to do, you know, maybe what Joe's saying? You know, I don't – it's really tough for me to read the tea leaves in terms of television ratings. There's so many factors right now in COVID. A lot of sports have been down. Uh, I just hope it does well. I hope it's a good event. You know, I hope it leads Sports Center uh, afterwards and the next day. I hope we see something special. And uh, I think it's great uh, that ES, it's on ESPN, available. You know, I wish uh, – I think Fox has shown a number of really high-profile fights since they've had it. And I, these are great platforms, you know, for, for people building up the audience. Not everything can be on pay-per-view. So I want to have um, a good show. I want to have a memorable fight. I don't want to have any scoring controversies. You know, I don't want to have, you know <laughs> – <laughs> and again, I, I'm so excited about this group of lightweights, of which Lopez is one of them. And, you know, even if we get a good fight, uh, even if Lomachenko wins, there's so many good. I mean, it, this is the potential of an, uh, one of those special errors. They talk about the four kings and the middleweight. I'm, uh, I'm not going to wind up saying that these guys are going to have that type of popularity, but the potential is there for so many of them to mix and match with great fights over the next five years. And this is really, you know, that first big one, you know, and if Lopez can perform well, doesn't have to win, but if he performs well, then I think we had a very exciting fighter to look at in the future. I will slightly disagree with my friend Joe, though. <laughs> it's not 100% a win-win fight for Lopez. We've seen too many fighters, if you take a bad loss, they don't recover well. So, you know... Um, We've seen a lot of either people are fighting out of division sometimes or they weren't ready for an opportunity they thought. So I don't buy it. It's 100% win-win. I think Lopez needs to perform well, but there is a risk, you know, of being embarrassed, of, of you know, he's, he's such an emotional fighter, of, of something happening. So I want a good fight. I want something memorable. And uh, I'll be very happy if that does occur at the end of tomorrow night. I uh, Can I chime in real quick? Absolutely. Absolutely. I uh, I was actually I didn't want to interrupt Joe, but I actually agree with Adam. Uh, this is not a win-win for Lopez. Okay. Lopez stalked this fight. He's insulted this guy. Mm -hmm. His father has said a lot of disrespectful things to a great fighter. Yeah. You know, you don't usually see trainers cross that line. Mm -hmm. And if Lopez loses badly and gets mm -hmm. stopped and doesn't win around and gets beat all around the ring, mm -hmm. we could have a case where we have a young guy that doesn't recover. We have a case of a guy who doesn't work with his father anymore. You know, mm -hmm. that, that, that he he this is not a win win for him. He has to be competitive because he's the one that looks like 
he's biting off more than he can chew. He's the one that looks like he's rushing his progression level as far as his development as a fighter. I don't believe that he is. I think these guys reach their physical peaks a lot younger than what people realize. And because of social media and because of other things that, you know, I really don't want to get into, you know, everybody takes their time when it comes down to matching a fighter, you know, er, er, you know, you see guys, if you look 30 years ago, 40 years ago, Ray Leonard and Tommy Hearns fought, they were 25 and 22 years old. You know, uh, Oscar De La Hoya, you know, was fighting Pernell Whitaker and Julio Cesar Chavez at 23 and 24 years old. Now you got guys waiting until they're 30, 31 to step up. So Lopez is, you know, he can change the trend in boxing, but he, he, there's a lot of pressure on him. He has to perform. He cannot go out there, get embarrassed and quit, get knocked down a bunch of times and lose every round. Now, if he loses a decision, 115, 113, or any, he, or he's very competitive and he gets stopped late, or even with, do what Lenares did and, and give a good account of himself, that's one thing, but he can't get smoked. He, the way he's talked and the way his dad is talked, he cannot get smoked. So it's a lot of pressure on him, man. And when you run your mouth like that, you know, you got to deliver like Ali used to deliver. You can't just go in there and and don't deliver. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of which, Steve, you did get my text, right? You got my home address? Yes, 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 yes. Norm, you want to expound on anything Steve or Joe or Adam said? Yeah, I think all of that. I mean, I can't disagree with any of it. It's – uh I just think I, I, I'm, I'm not afraid of that happening because in, in, I haven't spent as much time with Lopez as, as, uh, as you have, Joe, but he's, I think he's maturing and, and he's a young guy, but I think he's smart. And I think, he's gonna, I think there's the capacity within him to deal with the adversity and he's going to see some, but I also think Lomachenko is going to see some. You know, is, is is there a risk for him here? No, probably not. He's established his legacy, but guys do get old overnight too. So you worry about that maybe a little. I, I really don't worry about it. But if you're gonna, that but that might be a risk for him. Uh, but I I don't I don't think I don't think we're gonna see a lousy fight. And and Stephen, I agree with you. I I, I see a fight ending at one fifteen one thirteen Lomachenko. Uh, I want to want to go uh, jump ahead to today. I actually have a little video. I, I think I'm allowed to use. I get the weigh-in video. I'm going to play uh, play with everybody here. Um, there we go. We we have it up on the the top here. Um, obviously, we saw Lomachenko today kind of initiate that stare down after you know the press conference. Uh, they said uh, that Lomachenko didn't want to stare down with uh, with, with, with Lopez. Uh, and Lomachenko kind of he ducked underneath the underneath the rope and he and he got in Tiafimo. Um, Steve, as the trainer, you know, obviously, you know, some of your job is physical, some of it's psychological, some of it is playing mind games. Uh, when you saw that today, uh, what, what what went through your mind? I'm going to tell you guys a secret. I think people put too much stock in weigh-ins. That's why I'm asking the the expert here. It, it's 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 it's. I'm telling you guys, you know, I probably shouldn't say this because they, they get a lot of ratings and, you know, I got a few guys with PBC. I love top rank and it's all great for the theater, but people put too much stock in it. I mean, you're going to, first of all, these guys are a little dehydrated. So you're going to see all of their muscles. Second of all, they're charged up because they come face to face with a guy that they've been training 
for for two for two months. So, you know, it's just an emotional thing, but people put too much stock in weigh-ins. Everybody looks confident at weigh-ins unless you're like half dead because you, you know, you didn't make weight right. So obviously you can get a feel of a guy then, you know, if he didn't make weight right. But for the most part, everybody goes too crazy over this stuff. And everybody does the same thing. They shake their head and they try to stare into the, uh, someone from the commission breaks them apart. It's, it's really not that deep. I've seen guys look crazy at weigh-ins and don't perform. And I've seen guys look, you know, kind of docile at weigh-ins and go in there and rip a guy's heart out. You know, I'll tell you guys a quick story. When Julian Williams was fighting Nathaniel Gallimore, I literally told him to act a little tepid and try to, um, you know, not be as aggressive in his body um, energy towards Gallimore because Gallimore was trying to bully Julian and a lot of the press was falling for it. And, uh, and Gallimore started out as the underdog of the fight and he had went into the favor. And, and I told Julian, I said, I don't want you arguing with the guy. Don't do any pushing. Don't do anything crazy. If he wants to believe you're afraid of him, allow him to believe that you're afraid of him. And when we get in the ring, we're going to shock him. And Gallimore's career still hasn't recovered because in his sick mind, he thought Julian was afraid of him. So I, I really think that boxing Twitter and everybody goes too crazy over these weigh-ins. And whenever I hear people doing, I just laugh. You know, the only thing that I can really get from a weigh-in is if a guy made weight good. When I saw Jason Rosario versus Jamel Charlo at the weigh-in, I knew that Jason Rosario had a tough time making weight. But these two guys look like they made weight good. They look like they had, you know, they're, 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 um, a guy who doesn't make weight good, his eyes look a certain kind of way. He looks really dull and his skin has like a little weird tint to it. So you can pick up that. But as far as who's hype and who's more crazy and who's going to punch hard tomorrow night, you can't, it's, trust me guys, they're selling you guys. It's like a movie. So I don't get into the weigh-in stuff. Both guys look great. They made weight great and they're going to fight their butts off tomorrow night. I saw. I, mean, I think you were looking to. Uh, you have any thoughts on what Steve said? Can't hear you. I absolutely you hate weigh-ins, <laughs> and so uh, I have nothing to add with what Steven said. So he yeah. he could. That's enough for me. There, there you go. Well, you know we've been doing this uh, thirty-seven minutes, so we'll wind this down a little bit. I don't want to keep all you guys going uh, going on a Friday night. Uh, I know that. Adam, Adam may have some diaper duty at some point in the next uh, – Adam just had a uh, son about but two weeks ago, huh? Yeah. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. So uh, we'll just get right down to it. Well, uh, I'll start with Joe. Prediction. Uh, uh, Lopez Payo sex. There we go. So, so you're going. So you're going with his predictions. The father said it won't go past six rounds. So, uh, I guess you're drinking what se- uh, seniors pouring, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I am. I am. The Adam. Uh, I think I'm, we're going to see uh, Lomachenko by decision. It's going to be something like one seventeen, one eleven. But those three rounds that Lopez wins are going to be like crazy. I think he's going to hurt. Lomachenko, he may even knock him down. So it could be something like 116, 111. So I think it's like a nine to three fight, but Lopez looks really amazing in those three rounds. There you go. Norm. Yeah, 115, 113. Uh, 
Lomachenko who gets the ball off the deck. Early knockdown. And last but not least, the, the world champion trainer, Stephen Edwards. Uh, I like Loma. I think that the fight starts out a little slow with a lot of nervous energy. And I think around the fourth or fifth round, they really pick it up and they go down the stretch. And we see some really, really, really good stuff. Um, I think Loman will hit the deck. But I'm telling you guys, and I, and I wouldn't be surprised if Lopez does catch him. But Loma is very underrated with his heart and his physical toughness. That's right. That's he right. is an animal. Those That's drills that he does – let me tell you something. I know guys in the gym that can't do the mental drills because they're so fatigued after working out. And he is a mentally strong guy. He's a little guy, and he's fighting these big lightweights, and he's walking towards them, and he's beating them up with body shots. People, people sometimes when we compliment fighters, we overlook other things in their in, in their um in their package. So Aloma, everybody talks about his footwork and his boxing ability and his unbelievable record. But nobody talks about the fact that he's an animal. He has heart. He has a lot of determination and a lot of will. He beat Jorge. Jorge Linares was lights out and was the best he'd ever been in that fight. And Loma raised up his level of his game because of his heart and his determination. And I would not be surprised if down this stretch he starts hurting Lopez to the body because Lopez is such a talented kid. Nobody hits him to the body because he's a sharpshooter and you don't get close to him. I would not be surprised if Loma started walking Lopez down and maybe not stop him, but really hurt him and have him reeling. And I think that Loma's heart and his will and his determination are equal to his skill set. Good stuff. Good stuff. I'll go Lopez, knock out 10. I'm just, uh, I think he, he may, he may get him. I mean, that's just me. But uh, again, I, I thank you guys for, you know, spending some time. This is the first time that I'm doing this and, all these guys will be back. We're going to be talking a lot of boxing, you know, before the big fights or maybe when some breaking news happens, we'll jump on it and we'll, uh, we'll chop it up a bit and, uh, you know, send it out, you know, to everyone out there. Uh, if anyone made final comments. Bring your, bring your trademark hat next time, will you? Oh, this, this one? Was, <laughs> was, I, I, couldn't find my, I couldn't find my Cuban hat. It's downstairs somewhere. Well, everyone out there, and uh, Stephen, Norm, Joe, Adam, thank you uh, for joining us tonight. And uh, hopefully we see a great fight tonight. Uh, tomorrow. Yes. Tomorrow. All right. I, I'm, I'm ready for it. I'm thinking tonight already. Good night, everybody. Thanks, see you guys later. Thanks. Thanks.